Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter. At Davis Maddock, this is the Week 6 Waiver Wire Show. I uh, apologize for not cranking out the Week 4 or the Week 5 Waiver Wire Show last week. I was real sick. Uh, you can still kind of hear it in my voice a little bit. No Negative COVID test, uh, thank goodness, but I just let my voice last Tuesday. I just couldn't do it, but we are here. Uh, we have what I think is going to be a really big week on the Waiver Wire Probably a little bit less big, honestly, in the FFPC. We are we have our first week of bye weeks here in week six. We have some fantasy relevant teams, of course, uh, not playing. And really, depending on your, it's going to be a, a big week depending on what is available in your league. Saquon Barkley looks like he's going to miss at least two weeks. Uh, I have nothing big, relevant, or amazing to say about Devonta Booker. Other than that, he played uh, 84% of the snaps after Barkley left that game. Clearly, he is going to be the top running back in Saquon Barkley's absence. Last season, when Saquon Barkley was out, we saw Wayne Gallman be the running back seven in PPR. You guys know the drill. Um, definitely, you are, you're spending 50-60% of your remaining fab on Devonta Booker if he is out there. Maybe because it's only like a two or three week thing, maybe more like 40-45%. But we are, you know, we are getting to the point of the season where opportunities on the waiver wire are diminishing. And I definitely think you want Booker. We also have the Kansas City Chiefs running backs. Clyde edwards Hilaire is looking like he is going to miss multiple weeks with a MCL sprain. I have the Kansas City Chiefs running backs projected for this upcoming weeks for like a 40-40-10 split uh, with, you know, 10% of the remaining rushing going to Tyreek and Hardman. Because I I do think definitely we are, one, going to see the Chiefs go full pass heavy. Like, I think they might have a 70-30 pass run split. And even when they do run, I think we're going to see lots of uh, jet sweeps, you know, lots of, uh, you know, they, they love to do those weird pistol formations with Hardman and with Tyreek. I think we're going to see lots of that. But of course, Daryl is going to be the primary guy. He has 130 rushing yards on 26 carries, 25 receiving yards on five catches uh, and a, uh, a touchdown. He did that when CEH was hurt in the Chiefs' first two playoff games last year. They play Washington, Tennessee, and the Giants over the next three weeks. I, I do think Daryl will pretty comfortably be inside the top 24 of running backs if if it plays out how I expect. Now, one thing that we definitely could see is it's got to be a real possibility that Jarek McKinnon just ends up playing a ton, that the Chiefs decide to go full um, – 
you know, they just go full bills basically, right? And all they do is pass. And if they do that, I actually think McKinnon might be the guy. So I'd probably go 25 to 30% if Daryl is available and 15 to 20-ish percent on McKinnon, particularly if you just lost Barkley. Uh, if Alvin Kamara is one of your running backs and he's on by, I actually have a team that has Barkley and Kamara, and I uh, I am definitely going to be starting McKinnon uh, in that league. So you know, again, do with that, do with that, uh, whatever you will. But uh, I I do think that McKinnon is both a strong add and a strong start. Now this might be a little bit controversial, but. If Canaries Tony is available in your league, and of course, you know, I don't think he's available in very many main events, but in your your 12-team home leagues, 16 roster spots, good chance that Canaries Tony might be out there. Uh, he is the number one waiver wire out of the week. 13 targets, 189 yards, 10 receptions. Kenny Galladay has a knee extension, a uh, hyperextension, so he is going to miss multiple weeks. Uh, Kadarius Tony also attempted a pass and had a carry inside the 10 on a Wildcat snap. Doesn't really matter to me, uh, Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard's health. I think you don't put, uh, you you simply do not put that genie back in the bottle is is kind of the way that, uh, that I would state that. So for me, uh, I, I think that Kadarius Tony has got to be the top wherever wire pickup I would spend. 45, 50% on him, no problem. And I guess that is it in terms of premium additions. Uh, For the rest of the guys, we have Michael Carter. He was the lead running back for the Jets. Uh, 13 touches, scores a rushing touchdown, but also Ty Johnson scored uh, a rushing touchdown. He has a bye in week six. That kind of limits his usefulness a little bit. But, you know, Tevin Coleman has really not been involved, I think, in a lot of 12-team leagues. There's a chance some of these guys are out there. Tevin Coleman only played 9% of the snaps last week. You know, if Michael Carter's out there, kind of put him in the same bucket as Alex Collins. Now that Geno Smith is going to be the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, you know, I would spend 15 20% on these guys if they'd been dropped. But again, you know, in a lot of competitive leagues, I would imagine – that those guys are are just going to be gone by now. Another guy who I think is a potential top ad this week is going to be Ramondre Stevenson. He was activated off of, you know, he was a, a non-healthy scratch last week. He played 22 snaps, 34% of New England snaps. Damian Harris fumbled twice in the game against the Houston Texans that the team almost lost, but also got a chest injury and reportedly after the game, said that he was having trouble breathing. It's not that Stevenson looked that great. It's just that with James White out and Damian Harris maybe nicked up, Stevenson is kind of the one remaining guy on the roster who can kind of be both a pass catcher and an early down guy. J.J. Taylor was a game day inactive last week. I would imagine that he will be uh, a healthy, like he will be on the active roster next week if Damian Harris can't play. But Brandon Bolden just played uh, 38% of the snaps. He got uh, four targets, four receptions, six yards, two carries for 25 yards. Again, you know, Bolden, uh, like a like a, a one a one percent ad, um, you know, a one percent ad probably. But you're not. Uh, I don't think you're feeling like that good uh, about him at this point. 
So Stevenson is going to be context dependent. You know, if Damian Harris is benched, if Damian Harris is out next week, I think we got to feel pretty good about Stevenson's role, especially just considering how run heavy the Patriots offense has been. But we've seen how much of a mess the Patriots backfield is in general. So he's probably like a 10 to 15 percent bid. J.J. Taylor, honestly, a, a pretty decent 1% to 2% bid uh, this week, uh, I, I would think. Samaj Pirine, I've actually seen Pirine be out there in a lot of leagues. Now, he probably is in a lot fewer leagues because Mixon was banged up last week. He played on all the passing downs last week, which was odd. He had 83 total yards on 15 touches, four more touches than Mixon. He also caught a touchdown. P. Ryan definitely needs to be owned in all 12-team leagues, but I would also extend this to Chris Evans. Of course, you know, you guys know what to do if P. Ryan is out there, uh, you know, 20-25%, but Chris Evans played seven snaps last week and was targeted twice on those snaps, and maybe this is, uh, maybe this is just the direction that they are heading now with, um, you know, maybe this is just the direction that they're heading with in terms of Mixon. They are just, uh, you know, they're just not going to, uh, they're just not going to have Mixon play all that much on passing down. So Evans, I think, worth uh, uh, a small little stab, um, or uh, Evans worth a small little stab, you know, five to to eight percent. Honestly, in FFPC, you can probably go like one or two bucks, A.J. Dillon needs to be owned in every single league. Hunter Henry needs to be owned in every single league. Marquez Calloway, Hunter Renfro, Rondale Moore, uh, just some reminders there. Uh, Mark Ingram, probably. Another running back that we definitely need to talk about is uh, Khalil Herbert. So he played 53% of the snaps, 34 snaps in total, 18 carries, 75 yards, uh, a pretty interesting player. So he is old. He is 23. But they, the Bears, you know, they they definitely were not into playing Ryan Nall at all. And with David Montgomery out for multiple weeks, I mean, we we got to be pretty interested. Ryan Nall played three snaps. Damian Williams played 31. Khalil Herbert played 34. Uh, obviously, they are just um, they are just they're just running the the they're just running the shit out of the ball at. Uh, at this point. So Khalil Herbert definitely needs to be owned in all leagues. Uh, Eight to 12% would kind of be my recommendation on him. The only reason obviously that he out carried Khalil Herbert, or the only reason that he out carried Damian Williams was because they were up by so much. And if you look at their upcoming schedule, uh, I let's just say, I don't think that that's going to be a problem for the bears against the Packers, the Buccaneers, the 49ers and the Steelers. So Herbert is definitely going to go back into much more of an ancillary role because Damian Williams is the much better pass catcher and pass blocker. But at this point, I, he is at least the handcuff to the handcuff. Josh Gordon played nine offensive snaps, but the guy looked massive. He looked absolutely huge. If I, I would imagine again, and if you guys are listening to this, you are playing in um, competitive leagues, but uh, he, he does need to be owned in all 12 team leagues at this point, just because I do think he will be, he will be on the field. And Demarcus Robinson played 65% of the snaps for the chiefs last week. I don't know if they can get away with that anymore. Like, I I just do not know if they can get away playing Demarcus Robinson that often. So Gordon needs to be owned. Tim Patrick needs to be owned. 
Um, Michael Gallup, I would check. I would definitely do a check and see if Michael Gallup has been dropped in any of your leagues because his timetable was three to five weeks. We haven't seen a big update on him, but this would be the end of the time frame of when they said he would be back, three to five weeks. The Cowboys uh, have, I believe they play the Patriots this week, and then they have a bye in week seven. So he definitely is going to be back, I would imagine, by week eight, and he is a talent worth holding. Uh, Superflex leagues definitely would be putting in some claims for Geno Smith, just because I would definitely think that he is going to be running a little bit. I don't know, um, you know, I don't know how else, I don't know how else they are going to be able to compete if Geno Smith is not uh, is not running and moving around a little bit. Again, the other eligible quarterbacks, I mean, you know, Trey Lance, if he's out there, Taylor Heineke, if he's out there, he's up against Kansas City this week. He is a, he is a good streamer, but, you know, you guys, you guys know the drill there. Uh, tight ends, Ricky Seals-Jones. I feel, uh, I feel bad that I didn't do the show last week because I would have been all freaking over Ricky Seals-Jones. He played 99% of the snaps, only didn't play one snap for the Washington football team last week. He had eight targets, including two in the end zone. Ricky Seals-Jones, honestly, when I do my rankings this upcoming week, I think he will probably be my, uh, I think he'll be a top 12 tight end. If Zach Ertz is out in your league, he only had one catch for seven yards last week, but he was targeted six times. He's actually second on the Eagles in targets. Dallas Dallas Goddard is on the COVID list. Ertz is going to definitely be a top 10 tight end against the Buccaneers this week. David Njoku needs to be rostered at this point. Uh, Odell Beckham just can't. Odell Beckham is just, uh, you know, he's not, uh, he's not the guy. Um, So I I think probably Odell Beckham at, uh, I think Odell Beckham at this point is going to be giving up targets to the tight ends for the Browns a lot. So David Njoku needs to be rostered in 12 team leagues. Dan Arnold saw eight targets and caught six of them for 64 yards. The Jaguars actually traded for him. I have no idea why he was targeted that much. Maybe it's just easier for Trevor Lawrence to throw to the tight ends at uh, at this point, but I am spending a couple bucks on Dan Arnold. CJ Uzuma, he is an FFPC tight end premium ad. Uh, same for Donald Parham, touchdowns two weeks in a row. You know, overall, not the most exciting week on the uh, the waiver wire. I think a lot of what we are doing is just kind of playing musical chairs at tight ends. I think we're trying to find, you know, streaming guys. And we're also, you know, adding up our, you know, we are, we are adding up our backup running backs. And, you know, on good teams, we are trying to get as many backup running backs as possible. And, you know, as a, as a result of that, uh, you know, I think guys like Khalil Herbert, guys like McKinnon, you know, I, I hope a lot of those guys are, are rostered for you guys already. But uh, that's it for the week six waiver wire. And we'll be back tomorrow. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.